Welcome to the new My Football Club podcast. Hello and welcome to the new My Football Club podcast. I'm your host, Augustine Sasso. You can email me at augustine.sasso at myfootballclub.co.uk. And as always, I'll have my special guest star, Lord Chaz. I wanted to put this up on Friday night, but didn't get a chance to. Saturday, I was following the fleet on Twitter. I turned it off with a minute to go, and the team still down one nothing. Why? Well, it was a big sporting weekend, and I couldn't take two defeats on the same weekend. On Sunday was the big American football match, New York Jets versus the Patriots. As much as I'm a Jets fan and knew they could win, I just thought they would lose. Now, coupled with what looked like an absolute loss, I would have been miserable. I would have made people around me miserable and just plain depressed for a day or two, but that's a lot. Uh, I'm going to find out the score tomorrow at work when I can handle it better. The thing about this is that I had a lot on this game against Thorpson. I was hoping for another trip to Wembley. This time, I thought I could make the trip and watch Ed Fleet uh, in the final. But mostly, I was thinking of the cash from the tournament. <laughs> um, the FA Cup to me is just a wild ride and an unexpected success. The trophy then almost became a certainty. You know, we had faced the top team in the top non-league division, and we'd been two minutes away from winning the replay. Well, I'll find out the score tomorrow. Meanwhile, this interview with Charles was done when I was a bit happier. On that show, we talk about the last two wins, the 3-2 against Dorchester and the 1-0 against Hampton Borough. And I jokingly start our talk about the weather, not realizing that a postponement would push back the Maidstone game yet again. Well, after a deep analysis of those two games, we talk about the newest fleetster, Ryan Blake. Is this yeah. a good time for a quick chat? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's okay. Do it. Well, um, I, I guess I wanted to start with uh, just a weather question because uh, we've got the uh, Maidstone game next week, and that's been canceled uh, so many times, <clears throat> postponed, that is. Um, so I figured maybe just talk about the weather uh, for next Tuesday's game. Well, of course, the game may be cancelled, um, not for weather, it may be cancelled if the fleet draw at Droleton tomorrow, and uh, if a replay is needed, that will take place on Tuesday, and that would take precedence over the Kent Senior Cup game. Um, Maidstone, of course, they play their games at Ashford Town's ground, Homeland, which is notorious for its um, lack of drainage, um, certainly... Uh, last year when um, Ashford were playing there they had many, many games cancelled um, but Ashford have um, been out of business um, due to uh, various indiscretions that I don't really want to go into uh, but Maidstone have been playing there and I don't think they've had quite so many games cancelled um, the weather mm -hmm. here is, I mean, typical January weather you know, we're, we're, we're getting rain um, uh, pretty much every day at the moment it's, it's not heavy rain 
Um, but I think it's uh, uh, draining away from most areas fairly uh, easily. So I would hope that if the fleet get a result at Drillsden, that the game on Tuesday should go ahead at uh, Ashford's ground against Maidstone. Well, okay, no, I, I didn't know that about uh, that the replay would be uh, played next Tuesday. Well, yeah, that's, that's good to know. Um, well, um, then maybe a, a quick recap of um, these last two wins. Uh, you know, um, the 3-2 against Dorchester and then the 1-0 against Hampton. Uh, seems like it was maximum points, minimum time. Um, and we forgot the loss against Braintree. Um, and back in business, third place in the league. Uh, yeah, back in business in the game against Dorchester last Saturday. It ended 3-2, but I think a, a fairer reflection of the game would have been if the scoreline had been maybe 6-1. Um, I mean, Dorchester scored with their only two shots on goal. Um, the first one uh, was after about 10 minutes, and the second one uh, was in time added on at the end of the game. And in the sort of 88 minutes between the two teams, uh, they didn't do a great deal to uh, upset Preston Edwards. Uh, I mean, pretty much the whole afternoon, Preston could have been sitting uh, reading a book um, in, in his goal area uh, because Dorchester were on the back foot as the fleet uh, really uh, dominated midfield. They pressed forward, they had plenty of chances to score. Uh, the goals they got uh, were absolute crackers. Um, and were good enough to win any game. Michael Westgold uh, following up uh, after uh, Callum Willock um, had uh, gone down in the box. Uh, it wasn't a penalty, but the ball ran to, to um, Michael and he drilled it home. Uh, but the two uh, from Tom Fitt last week, uh, which came early in the game after five minutes and after about 23 minutes, I think it might be, they were absolute crackers. Um, you know, he got the ball just outside the box both times apart from Michael West and uh, he, he took dipping shots that uh, swerved over the keeper and into the net from about 20 yards in the first instance and a good 25 to 30 yards in the second instance uh, to prove that the first one wasn't a fluke, it wasn't a freak goal. Um, you know, they did, did the same thing again but from an even uh, greater distance. And uh, Tom Fitt, uh, you know, from a player that most people hadn't heard of um, in the summer, uh, he was a player that we knew Liam was going to have to rely on to be part of the squad this season. Um, but we didn't realise that he was going to get a start in pretty much every game and uh, become such a huge success. And he really is a player that's come from nowhere to, uh, to grab the headlines alongside more seasoned players. So, uh, you know, his introduction in the team it's just another one of the conviable of young players uh, that uh, are coming through from the fleet youth system that's produced so many great players like John Kindy, Luke Moore, uh, Michael West himself, uh, Chris Henry, of course, is one of the squad players this season. And uh, then we've got the youngsters that were signed last week that we discussed um, who have been put on uh, Blue Square South forms. Um, but as Liam told me this week, uh, you know, let's not get too excited, let's not get carried away. And let's not put too much pressure on these youngsters. Um, you know, they're being introduced gradually into the first-team squad um, to get a taste of it, to understand uh, what it's all about. And their turn will come and their chance will come uh, a, a little later. Um, but it's all part of their development process that they're being introduced now. Uh, but nobody should expect that, uh, you know, we're going to see 
uh, talent from this batch that have just signed the forms uh, to equal or emulate Tom Chip and Michael West at this stage. Uh, that's something we've got to be patient for for a little while longer. Oh, no, absolutely right. Absolutely right. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's good to get excited, but uh, that can't turn into any kind of pressure or expectations that, you know, but uh, fans no, but think, are have to uh, do that. The, the, the thing is, as fleet fans, we've all become quite um, excited at the, um, at the production line that's been created by um, Ian Docker and Paul McCarthy and the people around the pace team. Mm-hmm. You know, the last couple of years, really since the emergence of Luke Moore and John McKinley, you know, we, we've become really uh, excited to know the development of any of the young players. And uh, when we see that uh, some more are taking their, their next steps towards the first-team squad, you know, I think it's inevitable that people are going to think, hey, you know, these are going to be, you know, the next players to follow in the steps of the ones that have, have really made such an impact already. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Um, well, uh, for Tuesday night's game, uh, we saw a new player, uh, was it Ryan Blake? Uh, uh, right, so he, he settled in nicely. If I look at the, uh, the write-up for the game. But um, I thought, I heard the game wasn't an exciting game, but still we got the goal, got the points and um, we move on. Well, let's talk about Ryan Blake, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because he's come into the club as a 19-year-old left-back. Uh, we've got problems with uh, Derek Duncan's hamstring, as you know, and uh, Liam moved swiftly to get cover in that position, because that then allows Joe Howe to go into a midfield position. Um, he covered well at left-back on Saturday, but Ryan uh, came in, and, I mean, Liam, after a game, he was saying, you know, he looks so young. You know, he looks like he's come out of a Harry Potter film. Um, but uh, Liam said, you know, what an athlete, what skill, you know, what poise, um, you know, and so fast um, in that position. You know, he's tidying up at the back, very mature outlook. And when Liam was thinking of signing him, he, he phoned up uh, the old fleet centre-forward, Charlie McDonald, who plays at, uh, at Brentford. Uh, which is uh, Ryan's home club, and Charlie said, yeah, he's a good one, Liam. Uh, he won't let you down. And that was enough recommendation for Liam. Uh, just as it was uh, for Liam when uh, he was talking to John Still, the Dagenham manager, who gave uh, high recommendation to Connor Otis, who was another youngster signed on loan and who made his debut in the Dorchester game, and as Liam said to me, uh, when you know we get uh, agents coming along saying, "Oh, this player's going to do this, this player's going to do that," but when you get a real good pro like John Steele saying, "This player will come and do a good job for you," you believe him. Um, so you know, two youngsters, Connor and Ryan, coming into the squad, doing a good job, and both coming on high recommendations from people that Liam trusts. And I think that's the best sort of uh, recommendation you can get. Wow, well that that sounds exciting again. More excitement for the fan. And um uh God, you know, just um more excitement. <laughs> I've got to tell you though, the game against Hampton, it was a lot like um the game recently against Lewis. Mm. Um, where uh the opposition they really came it seems to damage limitation. Um 
you know, they weren't too adventurous. They didn't offer a great deal up front. Um, they they made it hard for the fleet. You know, no doubt about it. They mm-hmm. they didn't roll over and die, but um, they they weren't enterprising. And of, of course, when they um, try and contain the fleet, you know, their job is to make life difficult, and they did that. Uh, but the fleet did get uh, uh, their noses in front. They they held out for the win, and you know, it was another good three points. But from a, a spectator point of view. You know, it wasn't a game that fans left the ground going, wow, what a cracking game. Um, you know, it, it was a bit dreary, mm-hmm. but I think at the moment all people are worried about is getting the results. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, one other thing, um, when I saw that we signed uh, Connor Okus, I remembered Willick and uh, Williams, and I, I thought Willick, Okus, and Williams, that's the wow line. It reminded me of the, uh, the New York Rangers hockey team had the gag line, which was the goal of game line, very famous, um, very famous uh, three players in the 70s, and I, I just had to look it up so I, so I got my facts correct. Um, yeah, and so uh, this is a famous uh, scoring line for the New York Rangers, and Actually, in the early 70s, uh, the New York Rangers uh, did well, but they lost out to the Bruins, Boston, a number of times. And, uh, you know, they were a finesse team and uh, really got beat up a lot. That was the reputation was that you could beat up on the Rangers. But uh, so we've also had uh, a fleet forward line that you could call the, um, the cyberspace team because we've had WWW uh, stop because we've had Willock, Weston Williams on the pitch at the same time. So when you've got WWW there, you know, you can just blast off into cyberspace. There you go. I, I think uh, I think we've got something here. Either WWW or WOW. <laughs> but, uh, Don't take it too far, though, because it starts to get ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's like when we, we had um, uh, Jamie Hand in the team, you know, mm-hmm. and Luke Moore, um, you know, and various other players, you know, people trying to make up sentences <laughs> out of putting the players' names in a particular order. Sure, sure. And it became a, a bit of a sort of um, party game to play, you know, in sort of quiet phases of play. And I'm sure I was guilty of doing it on uh, commentary sometimes. Mm-hmm. And talking of commentary, there's going to be uh, full match commentary from Charleston Tower, live on the World Wide Web. So uh, anybody who can't get along to the game, they can tune in and listen to the fleet's daring do from Droylton in uh, southeastern Manchester, uh, which is a long way from home. It's about 250 miles uh, each way. Um, but uh, it's going to be quite an adventure going up there. Uh, the fleet has been there once before uh, when both sides were in the uh, Blue Square Creme in 2008. Uh, they went up there and got a win, uh, I believe, just before they were playing at Wembley in the trophy in a rather congested fixture list uh, when they were playing um, about 13 games in 30 days or something uh, to complete the fixtures uh, that had built up that season. Uh, so it would be an interesting return to play the blood tomorrow. And uh, from what I can tell, apart from Derek Duncan and uh, Scott Ginty, who are both troubled with hamstring problems, uh, the rest of the squad should be uh, fit and rowing to go. Yeah, it is, uh, it is going to be an exciting match. And... Um just so you know, a couple of emails went out with, uh, you know, just saying you can listen to the commentary on uh, 
on BBC Kent. So uh, it's out there in cyberspace already. Right, yeah. And, um, yeah. What's uh, fascinating about tomorrow's game mm-hmm. is that Drolton, in, in almost, uh, or before Tuesday night anyway, Drolton were in an almost identical position to the fleet in their league. So they're going just as well as the fleet are, but Drolton didn't have a midweek game. And, of course, the fleet got their three points to take them to third in the table. Uh, so they've um, edged up a few places. Uh, but I think the teams are going to be very evenly matched tomorrow. Um, and, you know, I've not seen girls um, like I think uh, most people in the fleet camp. You know, we're going to go there uh, a little bit wide-eyed um, going up there uh, to see a team that have got some experienced players um, in their side. They're like Jody Bannon uh, and uh, McNiven, um, who we saw when we were in the conference. Uh, Conference National, mm-hmm. um, so they've got quality in their side, that's for sure. But uh, if you if you look at the respective league positions, it kind of suggests it might well be a draw. Um, so I'm not going to predict anything, but um, it's going to be a tight game, that's for certain. Yeah, I I agree, and that's just my feeling also that it will be close and will be a draw. Um, yeah, that's. I, I agree. But we're a real miserly team on the road, aren't we? <laughs> you know, the, uh, the fleet's away form um, has been pretty spectacular, apart from that blip at uh, um, Braintree. And I know they, they want to get you know back on the horse again, back in the saddle, in terms of winning um, their away games. And uh, I, I think tomorrow, you know, there's obviously going to be a point to prove there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just one away defeat all season. You know, maybe, maybe that mentality of, of going to away grounds and believing that you can come away with a result, you know, maybe that's still there and, and they can deliver the business uh, uh, tomorrow. Well, I would think so. You know, they recovered very nicely uh, from that loss, you know. Um, so I think they'll, I think it'll be tough. You know, they'll play it tough, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, well, um, that's really all I have for you. Um, do you have any other other comments? Otherwise, uh, thank you, Charles, and I will speak to you next week. Yeah, we'll speak next week, and we'll either be reflecting on uh, a replay on Tuesday evening, or we'll be discussing the Maidstone game. And I think the Maidstone game, if it goes ahead, the key factor there is that a lot of these young players that were signed last week are likely to play mm-hmm. as that is one of the reasons that um, Liam signed them um, but he doesn't want to play all of his first team squad in that game um, but it does give him a chance uh, to allow some of the younger fringe players uh, to show what they can do um, so if that game does go ahead it's a real good chance for fans to go and see potential fleet stars of tomorrow um, so I'm looking forward to it. I hope it does take place, and I hope that we win tomorrow so that the game can go ahead. Um, so, you know, when we talk next week, we'll have um, some interesting views perhaps to share on uh, the young players that may well be appearing against Maidstone. Yes, yes, looking forward to it. All right, Charles, I will talk to you then. Until Bye. we speak again, yep. it's bye for now. All right, take care. See you later. Bye. Well, thanks again, Charles. Well... January, it's back to the ladies, reserves, and the youth teams. Now, um, we had talked about not hyping up these kids, but here I go again. 
the fleet under 14 made the Kent County FA Cup quarterfinals, 3-1 on penalties against Ashford Town's under 14. This is following a 2-2 tie in extra time. Now the ladies suffered a 6-0 loss at home against Gillingham, putting them out of the FA Cup. But this weekend, they face Maidstone in the Kent Cup quarterfinals. Something I don't know much about, it sounds very good, and it's the launch of the new soccer schools for 2011. Football fun days and half-term soccer uh, aimed at boys and girls between the ages of 5 and 12. Looks like there's loads of football activities at a very low price. Now check out the Epsweet website for more details. Okay, so what's burning up the My Football Club website? Um, as of Friday, January 14th, there are no current votes. There is one proposal. We have a Liam Q&A thread, so be sure to put your questions down. Um, what's really setting a fire to the website is uh, my FC response to the Guardian article. And Champion Tipster 2011 is on. For all of you who like to play the pony and maybe others who want to find out more, check it out. And finally, I want to uh, spotlight one of the My Football Club groups. This group is the My FC Book Club. What you say? Members reading books? Yes, that's right. This group was started over a year ago, and members get together, read the recommended books, and then talk about it. Um, I spoke to the group moderator, and uh, Weenie, that's Weenie, and uh, she said that there's one football book that they've uh, read and talked about, and that's The Damned United. Well, as you know, that's also a film. Uh, maybe I should start a film club. Eh, I'd probably get into a fight real quick. Um, so getting back to the book, book club, uh, I was excited when I first heard about this. Um, I just thought, okay, here are, you know, the members are getting together. It's not just about football. And, uh, you know, they're, they're meeting, yeah, meeting virtually um, outside. And uh, I just I think it's a good thing outside of the football club and discussing other things and building community, um, and that and that's always good. So keep on my FC book club. All right. Well, remember the website myfootballclub.co.uk for all your my football club news. Absoluteunited.co.uk all your absolute news. On Facebook, facebook.com backslash myfootballclub. On Twitter, twitter.com backslash myfootballclub. MyFC merchandise, that's myfootballclub.bigcartel.com. Adopt a player, myfootballclub.co.uk backslash adopt a player. And the MyFC trial. 30-day free trial, myfctrial.com. So until next time, this is your humble narrator signing off. Up the feet.
Nice.